Hey y'all, welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, May 2nd. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, and then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, we are getting right into it because we have a lot of different sports and a lot of stories to cover. So starting with a little bit of baseball, basically hug your Cincinnati friends because the Reds are off to the worst start in franchise history. Their current record is 3-19. and 19. The team just lost to the Rockies on Sunday, 10-1, to to continue their six-game slide. This is also the second worst start ever in MLB history, only behind the 1988 Orioles, who went 1-21. and The Yankees were fined $100,000 in 2017 for sign-stealing, ironically, using their dugout phone in 2015. So all of this is coming up now because basically this letter was just unsealed that showed proof that the Yankees did get fined, so they paid the fine in 2017 for sign stealing that happened in 2015. The Yankees also filed a complaint against the Red Sox claiming they were using smartwatches to communicate sign stealing. So the big deal here is that the Yankees using their dugout phone does not qualify as using electronics because their dugout phone is just like a pickup call kind of thing, not a like smartphone or anything like that, like we're used to versus like what the Astros did, which was watching videos, sending trash cans, all of that back or allegedly back. And then um, as well as the Red Sox with their smartwatches. So that's kind of the difference there. Moving on to the NBA, because there's a lot to get to. Obviously, we are in playoffs and there have been a complete round so far. We are now officially in conference semifinals. So advancements going back to last Monday after the weekly podcast dropped, the Celtics became the first team to make the second round, winning their series over the Nets in a sweep four to zero. The Heat quickly joined the next day, beating the Hawks four to one. Wednesday saw both games as super decisive, with the Bucks and the Warriors both putting away their series 4-1 as well. The 76ers and the Mavericks won their series 4-2 over the Raptors and Jazz, respectively. This is the first series win for the Mavericks in 11 years. So anything in the postseason over the past 11 years, they've never won or never made it. The Suns did the same winning in four to two but the huge headline from that game was cp3 or chris paul went for a perfect 14 for 14 in the comeback game to put away the series over the pelicans now why that's important because only wilt chamberlain has gone perfect with more shots going 18 for 18 and 16 for 16 and that was in regular season games so that's why that's super important The Grizzlies came back in the fourth quarter, scoring 40 points to put away their series over the Timberwolves. So that's all the teams who have advanced past the first round. And then the first two games of conference semifinals did start yesterday after a brief pause on Saturday. The Bucks and the Warriors were first to take the W's. Apparently that break was not so great for the Celtics because they were the first ones to advance and then lost a physical game to the Bucks. The Warriors still won despite having Draymond Green get ejected in the second quarter. So they are heating up. It's awesome. And it's just been a fun, already a fun playoffs to watch. 
So Ben Simmons still has not made an appearance after he woke up with back soreness and was ruled out after he was supposed to rumoredly start for that game four, if you remember from last week. And people have lost their patience. Never thought I'd say this, but I actually agree with Stephen A. Smith. God forbid. And then a fellow player, Reggie Smith, were two of those people who just lost their patience and are kind of at their wits end with Ben Simmons. Like, you need to get in here, put this series away, all of that. So TBD on when we will actually see him, but hoping for game one in conference semis. Moving on to football, we've got football news because the NFL draft was this weekend and it did not disappoint after being live on the Vegas Strip. So the first pick went to the Jacksonville Jaguars for the second year in a row and they chose Georgia defensive end Trayvon Walker. They also took Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd in the first round after trading with the Bucks for that pick. This is now the third year in a row that the Jags have already had two picks in the first round. This is mostly because they usually get the first pick because they've lost 10 or more games in 10 of the last 11 seasons. <laughs> Georgia also broke an NFL record with five defensive players going in the first round, which is just crazy. The second overall draft pick was Michigan Aiden Hutchinson, and he was the first one to walk across the stage after Walker took the call from home. Hutchinson grew up in Michigan, went to University of Michigan, and fittingly got drafted to the Detroit Lions. So that's a nice little like coming home kind of story for him. So now this was, like I said, UGA had five defensive players which is just crazy. No QB was actually ranked in the top 20 before the draft. And the first and only QB to go in the first round was Pitt's QB, Kenny Pickett. And he, again, fittingly went to the Steelers. So this isn't super surprising because, again, last year we kind of had a, f a very offensive favored draft. The top three picks were all QBs. So not super unusual that this year would be heavy defense, but this was extremely heavy. So, and then just so you know, they're just for your general knowledge on the NFL draft, nine teams had two picks in the first round, 10 teams had no picks in the first round, and the Dolphins, Steelers, and Rams actually had no pick in round one or two. So just kind of an interesting point. Other major headlines from draft weekend were blockbuster trades between there was one between the Eagles who acquired wide receiver A.J. Brown from the Titans. They acquired it for picks and Brown got a four year hundred million dollar deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. Another trade that gained some media attention was Marquise Brown, a.k.a. Hollywood from the Ravens. He now went to the Cardinals. This makes a very lethal combination of former Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray to former Oklahoma wide receiver Hollywood Brown. So if you want to see a killer play, check out the blog. It is linked on there. Ravens QB Lamar Jackson was not happy to say the least. The Ravens got the 23rd pick in exchange. Also, a wide receiver fellow in the news was the Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games after failing the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. So it looks like Hollywood might get some playing time right off the bat. Moving along to golf, we're going to quickly go over a little bit of that. John Rahm secured his first win since the 2021 U.S. Open with a W at the Mexico Open. It came down to the 14th hole to break a four-way tie 
for first with Rom's 12-foot birdie. This is Rom's seventh PGA Tour title, and he has won at least one win per year for the last six years. He is he was easily the favorite in this lighter field. There just weren't a lot of the top ranked players in the Mexico open, but it was a sweet one for John Rom because Keppa, his little son was there to see it. And he's actually got another baby on the way. Another interesting and kind of newsworthy golf story that came up. I've got two actually little golf stories that I'm going to make a bigger deal about. One was Dustin Johnson and Paulina Gretzky did finally get married actually last weekend. And I did not cover it last week on Monday's update because I was privy to that information beforehand. So um, just wanted to keep it in the clear. No conflict of interest there. But congratulations to DJ and Paulina. So ladies, not necessarily like would hold out for that man if you've been engaged for nine years. But for Paulina, when you look like Paulina, it works. (laughs) So And then a nice little moment of women just being flat out honest was Lydia Ko after this weekend's tournament at Palos Verdes. She basically came out and said she was talking about soreness. She got treated during the middle of her round, which is unusual. And she flat out said because of her time of the month. So, you know, go for it. If you want to be honest and, you know, I kind of listened to Golf Channel today and the guys were like, what? That affects like your soreness and your back and all of that kind of stuff. Just had no clue. So way to, uh, way to, you know, points for full disclosure for Lydia Ko. So loved seeing that as a former athlete myself and obviously a fellow woman. Moving on to Olympic sports, following up on a story from last week, no more action has been taken against swimmer Ryloff. He did compete at Russian National Championships, but FINA basically said they didn't technically have direct oversight over that event, so there's no more punishment. Also sticking with swimming, American and Ohio State Buckeye Hunter Armstrong broke the 50-meter backstroke world record with a time of 23.71. The former world record was held by Russian Clement Kolznikov in 2021 with a time of 23.80. Now, this is a non-Olympic event, so you will not see it competed in those Olympics. However, He actually, Armstrong broke the record at international trials. So this was a meet to determine who will go on to represent Team USA at Worlds, which will be competed in Budapest in June. And obviously that event, that 50 meter backstroke will be competed. So you also may recognize Armstrong's name because he did win a gold medal by swimming the backstroke leg in the prelims of the four by one medley in Tokyo. In a uplifting story, Jackie Hunt Brosma set a Guinness World Record by completing 102 marathons in 102 days. Jackie is 47 and has her leg amputated due to a rare cancer. The previous record was held at 95 in 95 days by a non-disabled runner in 2020, but then that was actually beaten by a non-disabled runner earlier this month, raising that record to 101. So Jackie knew that she had to go ahead and up from her original goal of 100 marathons in 100 days to now 102. So she went ahead and did it. She ran 2,724 miles, which is basically the same distance from her house, which is in a Arizona suburb, to Cape Cod in Massachusetts. So congratulations, Jackie. 
And then just really quickly, my last story of the day is Wimbledon has banned athletes from Russia and Belarus from competing in that major event. And two superstars in the sport are not happy. Nadal and Djokovic have both come out and criticized that decision. And they're not alone. The Actually, the WTA and the ATP, which are the two major tennis tours, have also come out and criticized that decision. So of those who will not be able to compete in Wimbledon includes U.S. Open champion Danielle Medvedev. So that's, uh, that will certainly be a loss, and we will see if that gets overturned. But moving on to what to watch this upcoming week, again, not a ton of baseball games on TV, just Tuesday night on FS1 and TBS, and then Saturday, FS1, as well as Sunday on NBC. We have the White Sox at the Red Sox, and then the Dodgers at the Cubs at 6 p.m. on ESPN. So not a ton of baseball, like I said, kind of unusual. Moving on to NBA, because, of course, that's the main thing we've got going on this week. Monday, we'll continue the game ones. It'll be the 76ers at the Heat at 630, and then the Mavericks at the Suns at 9. Both of those games will be on TNT. Tuesday will be games two will start on Tuesday and Wednesday. So the Bucks at the Celtics at 6, and then the Warriors at the Grizzlies at 830. Again, all on TNT. And then games two continue on Wednesday with the 76ers at the Heat and the Mavericks at the Suns, also 6.30 and 9. Then Thursday we have a break before we start games three because each of the teams move to the other team's location. So it will be game three on Friday, the Heat at the 76ers at 6 p.m. on ESPN, followed by the Suns at the Mavericks at 8.30. Then on Saturday, the Celtics at the Bucks at 2.30 on ABC, and the Grizzlies at the Warriors at 7.30, also on ABC. Then on Sunday, we begin Game 4s. That will be the Suns at the Mavericks at 2.30 on ESPN, and the Heat at the 76ers at 7 on TNT. This weekend, the PGA Tour goes to Wells Fargo Championship. That will begin Thursday with at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel on, with round one. Round two is at the same time. Then moving to the weekend, and if you make the cut, Saturday round three will be at noon on Golf Channel, moving to CBS at two, and same for the final round. Also on Wednesday, we will have the NCAA men's golf selection for that national championship, so that will be at three on Golf Channel. Lots of hockey this week on TV, mostly ESPN and ESPN2 to begin the week. So game ones begin, like I said, tonight. The Bruins at the Hurricanes at 6 on ESPN. The Lightning at Maple Leafs at 6.30 on ESPN2. The Blues at the Wild at 8.30 on ESPN. And the Kings at the Oilers at 9 on ESPN2. Then on Tuesday, we have the Penguins at the Rangers at 6 on ESPN, the Capitals at the Panthers at 6.30 on ESPN2, the Predators at the Avalanche at 8.30 on ESPN, and the Stars at the Flames at 9 on ESPN2. So those eight games will be pretty much what the bracket is. So And then we repeat it again on Wednesday and Thursday for games two and then Thursday start kind of going between TNT and TBS as our channels that we deal with Friday. You'll see the same thing. Um, Friday and Saturday will be games threes and those will be on TNT, TBS and ESPN. So just go check out the blog for those because I don't want to bore everyone with as long of explanation as I did with the NBA. (laughs) 
Also, this weekend, we have horse racing. The first leg of the Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby, will run on Saturday. Coverage will begin at 11 a.m. on USA. Then it'll switch over to NBC at 1.30. The race is supposed to start at 5.57 p.m. Also, not something I usually cover, but we do have an American Formula One race this weekend. That will be at 2.30 on ESPN on Sunday. In Olympic sports to watch this weekend, we have a couple of NCAA championships. On Wednesday, we'll have the Beach Volleyball NCAA Women's Opening Round. That will run pretty much from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on ESPNU. Then on Saturday, we have NCAA Men's Volleyball. The final will run at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. And then on Sunday, we have the Women's Water Polo Final at 3 p.m. on ESPNU. And lacrosse, the men's and women's selection announcement, will be at 8 p.m. again on ESPNU. We then have a couple of soccer games being um, played this week. Obviously, lots of Premier League and then a MLS game on Sunday, Austin FC at LA Galaxy. That will be at 6 p.m. on FS1. And we also have a bunch of softball games going on because we are actually approaching the end of the regular season for softball. I believe this is actually the last week and then we will run into conference championships and then go into the postseason. So right now, number one, Oklahoma will face its in-state rival on Thursday. That will be at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. And then they'll have another game because they just play a series at 6 p.m. on ESPN2 on Friday, followed by another game on Saturday at 4, also on ESPNU. So softball is coming to an end. If you want to check that out, please go check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Pet Sports. That wraps it up for me this week. So lots of different sports to go over, I know. And then we've got a lot of different sports this week coming up to watch. Be sure you check out the Kentucky Derby and the Formula One race. And I hope to catch you all next week. 